Hey guys, today on Successfully Chaotic, I am welcoming the inspiring Sam Mitchell, a dedicated podcaster and autism advocate. Join me as I engage in an enlightening conversation with Sam, who generously shares his deeply personal journey with living on the spectrum. Sam's mission is to raise awareness and understanding of autism, shedding light on the unique world that he navigates daily. Together, we are going to explore the nuances, challenges, and triumphs of life with autism, offering valuable insights to help bridge the gaps in understanding. Through Sam's remarkable story, you're going to discover the beauty in embracing your own authentic self, even in the midst of chaos and adversity. Tune in with me to welcome Sam on this awesome episode called Living on the Spectrum to gain new perspective on autism, resilience, and the transformative power of clarity. Life is a winding road. No telling where it goes Driving through days and nights Won't stop for traffic lights And I, I really want to know Alright, welcome to another episode of Successfully Chaotic, the podcast that dives deep into the transformative power of life's complexities and the authentic way to be yourself. Today, I am joined by Sam Mitchell. He's actually been on this show before, and like we were talking in the background, this is kind of his um, round two for the show. Sam is a force of positivity and resilience, and I'm really excited to have him on the show today to talk about his personal journey with life on the spectrum. As many of you know, I do have a son that's 14 that's on the spectrum, so I can tell the stories from the mom's side, but I really wanted to invite Sam on to be able to talk about his journey from his side. And his mission has been amazing in the world of autism and he's done so many things. He does have uh, his own podcast and he's done lots of amazing shows. And he's also had um, some pretty successful events in the world of autism as well. But Sam, I'll let you jump in and say hi to everyone and then we'll just kind of get started talking. Yep, uh, hello, I'm gonna be here, thank you. I'm, I'm excited to have you on here. So for season nine, and I think I put this in Facebook Messenger when we were chatting, but um, we've been talking about this idea of chaos to clarity. And, you know, for a lot of people who are on the spectrum or like me, myself, I have ADHD. So which is kind of on the spectrum as well, um, you know, just in, in a little bit of a different way. And, you know, anything that's kind of in that neurodivergent world, if you don't live in that world, it could be hard for some people to understand, you know, the different things that, you know, goes on and the different experiences that you have. I do want to ask you just so our listeners kind of have a good idea. What, what age were you diagnosed with autism? I was diagnosed at four and I don't remember much. I just remember I didn't like yeah. loud noises and fireworks. Okay. Well, actually, that, that's a similar story to my son. My son was diagnosed when he was about four and a half, and he also did not loud, like loud noises. He did not like fireworks. Um, he didn't really like going a lot of places during that time. And I'm sure you don't remember that because you were so little. But as you got to be older, can you tell us maybe your personal experience just with discovering your about autism and how like I've always explained it to my son when from the time he was little that his his brain works a little bit differently than everybody else's works, but that was that was okay, right? 
what was your personal experience from your side of you know understanding that maybe your your brain worked a little bit differently than other people you know your age basically my brain was just understood because i was read a book and before that life didn't make sense it was just why am i getting excluded why am i dealing with all these stereotypes when i'm doing nothing wrong so yeah. when i was told that through a book it made sense i had a medical reason why i had an answer and this is who i am if they don't like it bye yeah. there's going to be someone out there who like you no that on the well and that's absolutely true and you know i think that can be said for anyone because i know whether you're listening and you're, you're on the spectrum or you know whatever your journey is it's important to really be okay with who you are and to embrace your own authenticity and and i love that so i mean autism itself if, if somebody's not um, involved with it uh, themselves. Sometimes it's often misunderstood and misrepresented by society. Do you seem to find that there's specific areas that are misrepresented with autism? Because I know, like a lot of people think of autism, they think of some specific stereotypes. Um, I've even had people ask me, like, you know, uh, is your son really good at math? Is your son, like these certain stereotypes that right, happen? Right, right, right. We, well, the, the certain type is we're obsessed, we are, are obsessing. In reality, we're practicing for our future skills. And you've seen it before that your son has a special interest that he's going to do something great with. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to, though, when the media portrays most of the time that, oh my gosh, they were weird and weird and idiotic. Uh, try again. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that. You know people that haven't had to you know um have that in their their everyday life it, it they are learning sometimes from media or from movies or from whatever and i know a lot of the events and stuff you've done has been to raise awareness about autism and you know i think it's important that we continue to have those type of things just to allow people who don't understand to be able to you know, get involved on a level that they do start to develop some more understanding because um, the current number of autism diagnosis that is one in 35 now. And, you know, so it just keeps, you know, rising as far as diagnosis. And so, you know, that, that means that more and more people are going to be, you know, um, experiencing some level of autism in their everyday life, whether it's at work or at school or, you know, at the store and being able to have these conversations allows us to, you know, develop an understanding from a real level and not just taking from media or taking, you know, from movies or, you know, stuff like that. Now, I, I know living on the spectrum, it, it obviously does have some challenges. Can you share with us maybe some strategies or coping mechanisms that's helped you over time and to be able to navigate some of these challenges because i know some people that are listening maybe has you know a child or a, or a loved one that is on the spectrum and they're looking for strategies and ways to help that allows that person to be able to navigate some of these challenges in in a good way right I mean, there's a lot of topics in general. We can go into discipline. That's one of them. I mean, maybe you still got to do it, but maybe the old school way is not the way to go with the fly swatter. Yeah. 
no. is an example for you. No, I, well, and I agree because a lot of times that the person will not understand the reason for that. You know, it's because um, obviously the, the definition of discipline is actually teaching not punishment. And so I think that's another thing that that people need to understand if because de- discipline is a part of it. And that is a challenge, right? Because a lot of us, you know, parents, we were raised the old school way, like you said, you know, and so a lot of times we have to relearn how to navigate some of those. Yeah, that's and that biggest part, the biggest hardest problem is it's the grandparents because it's so generational. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's again, kind of educating people on better ways to be able to still discipline because obviously we all need discipline even adults need discipline i have to self-discipline myself if i have something that i know i need to do but i don't want to do it i have to make sure that i'm doing it right so we all need some level of that but I, i like that you mentioned discipline because that can be you know a challenge for any child and parent to be able to navigate that but um you know i think that being able to have the right tools and the right discussions to be able to give people an idea on better ways to to address this i think is a is a good idea now let's talk about your podcast can you talk a little bit about why you decided to start your podcast yeah so my podcast really started after i joined my high school's media club and i fell in love with it so much that i wanted to expand my media knowledge but I had to wait. I didn't want to wait till college. So I decided to start my own podcast to make it go a little quicker. And that was when Autism Rocks and Rolls was born. But through the podcast, it grown so much. We developed speaking engagements. As you know, I've spoken in virtually with you before. I've spoken in Oklahoma, Orlando, Canada, Stewart, Florida, Washington, D.C. And I do events in the answers where I'm from. We plan a gala and a big summer fest. So we definitely got ideas. And it keeps us very productive. Absolutely. Which which one's your, been your favorite place to go? Uh, anytime we're in Florida because it's yeah. nice. Warm. <laughs> yeah. I, I like to get paid to go to Florida in December where it's yeah. nice. I don't have to deal with a jacket. I'm happy. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. I don't know what the temperature is there today, but um, you're not too, too far from where I'm at. So I'd say our weather is about the same. It's pretty cold today. Yeah. So, so I, I know... Um, the podcast, in, in my opinion, probably helped you find your voice, too. Do you feel like that helped you be able to find a, a way and an outlet to be able to talk about autism and about your own experiences, to be able to develop some type of understanding, you know, on the part of other people who were listening that maybe had never experienced autism before? Yeah, I would agree with your statement there. I try to do it because it's very therapeutic for me as well. I get to share stories that you had to be there to understand or be... Yeah. That doesn't make sense until it's explained. No, I no, and I, I mean, I think that that allows people to understand just from your stories because, you know, we kind of forget sometimes that we're only experiencing life from our own perspective. Like we only know what we've ever experienced, and so we can accidentally, you know, have these stereotypes, accidentally have these biases. But when we you know, are able to tune in and hear somebody like yourself kind of sharing from their own journey. It gives us a different perspective that we never, you know, would have been able to experience without hearing those stories. So, and I've heard your show before. I think you do a great job. And, you know, I think that a lot of people could learn a lot from listening to your show. 
I do want to ask you, um, in your experience, what role can people, um, individuals or communities or just society as a whole play in creating a more inclusive and supportive environment for people with autism? Because obviously when kids are little, like my son is still in the house, he's 14, but once he's, he's grown and out of the house, you know, it's a different set of challenges once you, you know, enter the workplace and all those kind of things. What, from your experience, what do you think people could do, communities could do to be able to create a more inclusive and supportive environment? That's always hard because I don't think they should make life easier for us, but there needs to be accommodations because when your son goes out there, he's finding he ain't going to know because I thought calls me too much for me. Mm -hmm. Clearly I'm incorrect. So there are definitely accommodations that need to be used. So I, my, one of my professors has eliminated the, the stopwatch, as I call it. He's eliminated like time. He is pretty open on giving extra due dates. That's so good. that's something that could work out. Like if you need, hey, an extra day, cool. Just let me know. And well, and the key, I guess, is teaching, you know, people that it does still require communication because I'm sure you have to tell them, hey, I need an extra day, right? Yeah, I, I, and he, he's pretty open with that. And I'm, Sometimes I'm like, hey, man, because it's pretty simple stuff, too. It's like, just give me till the end of the day. Yeah. I can get that to you. He's like, yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, that, that's great. And I like that you said that we that we shouldn't make it easier because that's kind of always been my thing is, you know, giving my son appropriate challenges. Well, as a mom, it's the hardest thing to do. Uh, you it's can so imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard because obviously, you know, he's my baby. I want to you know, make everything, you know, okay for him. But at the same time, he's not going to grow and he's not going to be able to learn what he needs to learn if there aren't some level of challenges. And with challenges, you know, um, there comes sometimes where, you know, he does fall on his face, you know, figuratively, you know, that, you know, I have to allow him to kind of make that mistake because within the mistake, he learns. And that's where self-advocating comes in. Yep, absolutely. Now, do you, now, do you work yet or have you started no, I'm in college right now okay currently still studying i got this year then one more year and then i will be trying so, for a job so as far as workplace like um obviously you've not been in the workforce yet but what would be some things that maybe you would suggest just based on what you know now on how you know employers could be more inclusive in the workplace well, that's going to be hard because I'll be honest with you, and this is just a personal preference. I don't like working for anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not that guy. I'd rather be self-employed. So because of that fear of they may think this accommodation is special treatment, when in yeah. reality, no, it's not. It's an accommodation. Yeah. A story. No, I, I don't know that. well enough to know that, hey, I need this. You don't know me. Yeah. Let me, and I'll still get the job done. So the work forces they need to do their research clearly learn the difference between special treatment and accommodation but also figure out what is right and what's wrong so wrong to me would be an extra day off yeah but a five minute sensory break because of the loudspeakers at walmart yeah you can you can give that it's only five minutes and i'm pretty sure after five minutes he's going to be good to go well and i think that comes back to again education because a lot of employers or, or managers probably don't even know what sensory breaks mean. And I think that that's a good topic is just talking about just the need for being able to educate some of these companies 
you know, because I mentioned earlier, it's one in 35. Now it was one in 36. It's actually one in 35 now is what I heard the other day. And, you know, so obviously that's, that's a lot of people, you know, that is a lot of people. So they're more than likely, if you're working for a big company, you've got multiple people within that company that are on the spectrum, but you may or may not know it. And so being able to learn, you know, some of these things I think is important since, you know, we're all going to be, you know, exposed to one level or the other, you know, and, and you mentioned five minutes. I mean, I agree with you because I've actually said this before. They give people smoke breaks. <laughs> so why can't they have, you know, sensory breaks? No, you're right. I mean, it's it's five minutes of your time. I mean, it, yeah, it's not like the whole day. Yeah. If it was a whole day. Sure. I'd be like, dude, get get to work. Yeah. But five minutes. Come on. I don't see a problem with that. I think that's a rational compromise. No, I, w- I would agree with you. Now, as far as your experience with some of your, you know, your events and stuff that you've done, or even some some projects you've been involved on in the world of autism, is there any success stories or positive experiences related to like autism advocacy that have left an, a lasting impact is something that you think about? Well, we go back to that discipline episode. One thing I can do is before that episode even aired, I got a comment that this is something we're working on with my son. Because okay. she didn't know. Like, yeah. That's something she told me. Like, this is awesome. Like, this is what we are working on currently because how do I show him a consequence but also not get a fly swatter out? Yeah. Well, like yeah. We showed it. Saturday the episode, she was like, great, thanks. And I'm hoping, I'm just, this is the question mark. I'm hoping she's took some from it. But what I do know before the episode aired, she did not know how to discipline her son with autism. Well, she did. Yeah. Because again, she probably was disciplining the way that she had been disciplined, right? She was probably taking the way her parents disciplined and was taking that and tried it and trying to use that on her child, which we could talk about how, you know, in reality, it's not the best source of discipline for any child, but you don't know until you know. And then especially with autism, you know, it the fact that a lot of autistic people are not going to understand, especially at a young age, they're not going to understand why are you using the fly swatter? Like I can, I'm thinking back at my son when he was really young, he would not have, because he, he, he thought very logically like that would have not made sense. Okay. Well, I didn't follow a rule. Why are you, you, that doesn't make logical sense. So, you know, it's actually to me, you know, I think it makes sense to kind of break it down and ask yourself logically, what would be the reason for that? Because a lot of, with a lot of autistic individuals, that's, that's how, is that how you break it down? Cause I mean, obviously I, I can't tell you. No, my, I, my issue was I just fight back because just fight back. if I was threatened, I was raised. If you feel threatened, Please, like, do something. Yeah. I don't care who you are, regardless if you're family member, friend, whatever. That's what you do. Okay? I'm going to take that then. So if you're going to bring one on me, even though you're my mother, yeah, I don't care. I feel threatened. I'm getting out of here somehow. Which makes sense, because if somebody came at me with a fly swatter, I would also want to fight them. <laughs> yeah. So, so that makes sense if you think about it. Like, um, it's it's funny again, like I, I don't think like most parents I know obviously want to do the best for their kid, you know, and if you're listening right now and you have a kid that's on the spectrum and you're in those early, those early years, I can tell you from experience are, are rough because 
all I wanted to do was help my son. And he didn't, at the time, he did not have the ability to tell me what he needed. He, he you know, is able to tell me things now, but it took a while before he was able to actually verbally tell me what he needed. And that's challenging. That's very challenging. Oh, no, you're not wrong there at all, my friend. That is very hard to do. And I wasn't trying to discredit. Oh, I know, I know. It, it, it just didn't work out for me. And I don't think it work out for those with spectrum. Now, maybe I'm wrong, clearly. I mean, maybe that's the tool that you do. Uh, no, I think you're right on it. No, I mean, I do think you're right. I would, I'm more just saying, you know, to our listeners that when you're in those moments, you feel like you don't know what to do. And so if you're, if they're listening to this right now and they have been using, you know, spankings or whatever with their child on the spectrum, and it's, it's probably not working. That's the thing. Number one, it's probably not working with that kid, especially that, you know, instead of beating themselves up and it's more just take a step back and say, okay, well, what tools can I use? I guess let's ask you, since you did do an episode on that, what tools do you suggest for discipline for people on the spectrum? Well, I think your discipline method, no matter what you do, there's going to be a pro and con with each. There's no, mm -hmm. in my opinion, perfect amount of discipline because the spankings, the pro is, yeah, they shape up. The con is though, they're terrified and they're, they're about to literally like, like walk on eggshells and we don't i don't think a kid should ever have to do that a kid no. should never have to walk on eggshells now i don't like timeouts either though because timeouts to me it's not realistic and in my view that's more of an anger calming technique than a discipline technique because your goal is to cool the child down in a timeout no the goal is not to cool them down during a timeout or during discipline the goal is to show them this is what they did wrong not take a breather that's more like when they're angry, in my opinion. Okay. My view is grounding because it's realistic. Yeah. As well as you don't pay your light bills, <laughs> you, they get turned off and you're not having your lights on ever again, or until you do at least. You What happens if you don't behave? Stuff gets taken away. No, absolutely. No, see, that makes perfect sense to me. And, you know, I've had to come the long way on getting there. That's that grounding is what we use, well, pretty much with all the kids now. And but it's it's kind of it's taken a while because we did try the timeouts. Um, timeouts did not work well um, because again, when you're in those moments of, you know, with my son, especially when he was younger, he was a runner. I don't know if you ever were a runner, but he would just like run off. He would like walk out the door. He'd sneak out the window. It, it, he would just like be gone. And so I mean, those things are terrifying as a parent <laughs> when all of a sudden your kids just gone you know um so you know we did try timeouts and stuff for a while and it, it didn't work with him groundings like i said he is 14 now so yes i like the way you put that if you don't pay your light bill your lights are going to turn off if you don't follow the rules you lose lose this privilege and that's how we've been it's able to like a job and why we don't follow those a job yeah you're fired man or, yeah. you know, if you're a really good employee out that you'll get fired the first time yeah if you get the fire first time you got a really strict employee you need a different job but yeah. you're gonna you need to get reprimanded yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, there's, like, well, there's an incident that happened with this that is kind of personal. I won't go into details, but in my view was she should not have, this person should not have got like suspended or kicked mm -hmm. out, but there should have been a consequence. Absolutely. Well, consequences teach us. And, and like I mentioned earlier, the definition of discipline is actually teaching. It's to teach us what we should or shouldn't do. And, you know, and that can be said for, for anyone. 
Now, um, as we kind of wrap up, like I do want to ask you, um, first of all, you can share people um, with people where to find your show. But I also want to ask, you know, what your hope is for the future regarding, you know, autism awareness and understanding and any message that you'd like to leave our audience if maybe they've been you know, in the, in, haven't been in the world, I guess I should say, of autism, and maybe they have a diagnosis with a child or a loved one. Well, the, the goal of this is, I always joke around and say, huh, ask me five years, I'll talk again, because, <laughs> I mean, I want to go to a certain place. I mean, I want to make this the job clear after I'm out of here, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. I never expected to get where it is today. I mean, when we first met, it was still a hobby. It was never, no money being made. Yeah. There was no, hey, Sam, can you come to Oklahoma and speak for us? Oh, hey, we're going to plan a gala. There was none of that coming up. So, but here we are. I'm wearing my logo shirt today. I didn't even expect to have a shirt. I have yeah. like a branded shirt my logo on. So that's where we're at is now we kind of upped it to compare with where we were, but I'm still taking it one day at a time. Tomorrow I could get a phone call that could change a life. I, I don't know. Or tomorrow I could be like, hey, you're not doing this anymore. Sort of due to certain circumstances, but it wouldn't be because of me, and probably because of something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. But that's my point here. It's just one day. As I mean, the goal still has still stuck the same still since we last spoke, and it always will be when we speak. One person's life has changed. I can put a pen in it. Yeah. Well, and I think that you've definitely changed a lot of lives just since I've known you, and I think you're doing amazing things. And I like the 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 one day at a time approach because I do think sometimes we get so stuck at looking far 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 in the future but it is just one step at a time it's one step at a time if you're going through tough times it's one step at a time if you're going through amazing times it's just it's one step at a time and i think that that's a great thing to leave our listeners with because yeah, the first time we spoke i didn't expect it to go from that yeah to to, to what we are now because it what it is a then versus now then it was a hobby with the yeah. orange logo and not much going on other than just, hey, Sam has a podcast, really cool podcast. Now he's got a really cool podcast. Oh, he's got t-shirt. He got invited to speak in Canada. And he's now having this big summer fest with musicians for autism. That's awesome. Now, where's the music fest going to be? Oh, well, we already, this, we already had one. Oh, but, are you going to be doing another one this coming year? Yeah, we don't know much about that. That was more of a summer ordeal. Like I talked about yeah. last year, so it was in Bloomington. We had a local Bloomington band, band playing. Then if you're from Indy, you'll know him. But if you're also an old generation, you may know him. His name is Duke Tomato. He reminds me a lot of Elvis. And my wow. dad introduced me to him. Loved him so much. I talked to his publicist, and he agreed to play for us. Which is awesome. That's so awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing all the cool things you're going to be doing the rest of this year and then next year. And and keep us posted but um, can you share with everybody where they can find your show and you know kind of keep track of all the things that you've got going on uh yeah so the facebook page sam stories i think you're a part of it i think yeah. um you can follow that or if you want to just listen to an episode you go on your favorite media platform podbean youtube iHeartRadio. and you think i'm there i'm probably there and if you google me something will pop up yeah he, he's 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 out there he's everywhere and I, he's doing some amazing things. And Autism Rocks and Rolls is the name of the podcast. And if you are listening to this on the podcast platform, you'll be able to find the links to all the things Sam on in our show notes. You'll be able to kind of you know follow 
follow along with what all he's got going on. So I just want to thank you so much for joining me today, Sam. It's always a awesome thing to be able to talk to you and you're I I'm proud of you. You've done some amazing things and I'm really proud of you. I really am. Thank you so, so much, dear. All right. Well, if you all are listening to this on the podcast platform, I also thank you for joining us today on Successfully Chaotic and tuning in to some of Sam's journeys and insights because they've been truly eye-opening. And it's awesome to remind us of the importance of empathy and understanding and also embracing our authentic selves. And if you found value in today's episode, if you want to just show your support, just subscribe, rate us, leave us a review. I'm terrible about asking for reviews. Um, if you could leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform, your feedback helps to continue to bring some inspiring stories and transformative insights. And for more episodes, resources, and to stay up to date on all things Successfully Chaotic, you can visit us online at www.successfullychaotic.com. And remember that clarity can be found in the most unexpected places and together we can navigate life's Life beautiful chaos until next time no telling where it goes driving through days and nights won't stop for traffic lights 